Hello and welcome to Crab Cakes and Football. That's what Maryland does. Hi, I'm Travis Ware alongside my brother Eric Ware and NFL. It's time for your quarterly review. Let's go! Hello, we are Marylanders. We like crab cakes. We like football. We like to talk about such things. But before we get into it, Eric, we were off a week. We were off a week. What happened, man? Well, you all I, right? I, I'm okay. I had some uh, had some injuries. Uh, you know, I had to go through some protocol. I'm uh, I'm actually not 100, percent but I'm playing injured, and let's see how it goes. All right, sounds good. So it is sort of a quarter of the way through the season. It's week hard four, that yeah. Game. That 17th game just really screws up your quarters, your halves, and your all that. 4.25 um who knew so it messes up your quarters your halves and everything you can't there ain't no none of that so we just decided hey week four quarterly review so we're gonna get into it we're just gonna talk about biggest surprises of the year so far and then just run down through the teams and talk about where they stand if they're where we thought they'd be what surprises us what do we think they're gonna do how is it gonna end so Big surprises. First one I got on my list, Geno Smith. Geno. Leading the league in completion percentage. Now, I know completion percentage, like uh, one of those stats, blah, blah, Eli blah. Eli Manning led the lead a lot. Right. Like, league. you can lead the league in completion percentage and be, like, 30th in yards. But he's actually 10th in yards, which is pretty darn good. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it's he, one of those he's, things. He's I, throwing it. Like, who would have thought that... You know, if you would have told me Geno Smith at the beginning of the year was going to be a top 10 quarterback, I probably would have laughed in your face. Right, especially on a Pete Carroll coach team. He's not like an offensive mind. It's not like they're going to Sean McVay a system for him or anything like that. So, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty impressive what he's done so far. Right, exactly. And he's not turning the ball over. He's got 10 total touchdowns, six passing, one rushing, and only two turnovers, which are the two interceptions he has. No fumbles lost, so playing good football. So, honestly, I'd say that's probably my biggest surprise of the year. Biggest surprise of the year. Okay. All right. What do you got? I know. I mean, I, here, so this, and. Remember, we said they had two number three quarterbacks at the beginning of the year. This is true. This is true. This is true. It's a, it's a big surprise. I guess, I guess you're right in terms of, especially in terms of players, right? He's the biggest surprise of this year. I yes. think like, um, when it comes to player performance, I, a lot of like people were, I, I don't think anybody's really questioning whether or not Drew Locke's better than Geno Smith because it's Drew Locke. But I think people were questioning whether or not Geno Smith is an NFL-level starter. Right. And, like, I mean, is he a team you're going to build your franchise on? Like, no. But is he an NFL-caliber quarterback? I mean, the answer right now is yes. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's the whole scouting, right? Like, there's not a whole lot of tape on Geno Smith unless you're going back to, like, five years ago Jets. So, like, and even then. Jets are the Jets are the Jets are the Jets. So, like, it's I get that. And, like, they're not doing anything overtly complicated. But, you know, you have Lockett, you have DJ Metcalf. Rashad Penny, by the way, is having a really good season. Yes, like, he, he is. He's, like, hauling the rock. And so, like, in you know, his thing is just, like, honestly, everybody in Seattle running back-wise is always, like, just stay healthy. But, right. Like, I mean, that's just been Seattle running backs for, like, I mean, Mar- Marshawn Lynch was the same way. Yeah. Like, just freaking stay healthy. So, yeah, he's, I guess he's got to be the biggest surprise, at least player-wise, the biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, yeah. So you got anything you want to add to any surprises okay. you can think of? So I I am going to sound like a complete douchebag when I say this. But when you, go, when you look at like surprises, 
And I just air quoted on the podcast. It's awesome. But when you look at... Yeah, you did. When you look at surprises in, the, in like anybody's list, right? They say Eagles. Well, where did I have the Eagles? First, First place, right? Same, you, here. same you, you did too, right? I don't understand why that's a surprise. I think the surprise with the Eagles is like... I think the surprise for me with the Eagles is how dominant they look. And honestly, I knew I thought AJ Brown would be a good addition, not this good. Like I he's playing oh, better than oh, he what, ever has. What did you see? Right, but that's like to me that's like a almost like a common wide receiver uh progression cuz he's at year what? 4, so that's like when you really hit your stride as a wide receiver. So to me it's not that big like is he putting up more numbers like of course he is, but like Duh. Like, I don't, like, and Jalen, I mean, I guess Jalen Hurts is, he's got to be better at Ryan Tannehill at this point, right? So. Well, yeah, I mean, I would say I, Jalen Hurts is in the I MVP I think Jalen Hurts is maybe the the one that's, like, the surprise. But, again, like, we saw we this saw last this year. Like, we knew it was happening. And, like, you get him, you finally get him in a, another, like, the another year in the same system, which everybody talks about that's never happened for him since, like, high school. Right. So, like, he's got Nick Sirianni for the second year, and, like, and he's another, like, the Eagles are a surprise from last year, but going into this year, like, I don't see how it's that big of a surprise. I don't think it's as big a surprise as, like, people are making out, but I definitely, there are parts of it that is, I think the dominance part. But I think that's more a factor of what the other teams in the NFC East are doing more rather than what they are doing. That and, like, who they've played, right? Because, yes. like, playing the Commanders is pretty easy to do that. Yeah. But, like, the other, and then the other surprise that everybody talks about are the Dolphins. And where did I have them finishing? Yeah, you had them in first place. Right. So, like, I, like these things. And the like, Giants. You right. had... And I had the Giants. Is like, everybody's like, the Giants, Giants, Giants. And I'm like, yeah. I called them as a walk-out. I don't even know that they're going to get a walk-out. Now I know they're going to be competitive and they're going to be pretty darn close. Yeah. But, like, and I think they're only going to get better. I mean, Shaquan Barkley, we were talking about MVP. Like, he should be in that yes. uh, conversation. So, like, but I just, like, it's it's tough for me, like, Nobody really like. I was right about everything. That's wrong. I like the Steelers are. Yeah, not, so, yeah. I was like, like we'll get to all that. <laughs> they're strong, but the Jaguars are another team. Yeah, like the Jaguars and that division's really freaking interesting. Yes, that. I think the biggest surprise and it's more of a disappointment is like what, like the Colts have just completely wet the bed this yes, year. Yes, completely. Like, I, like Jonathan Taylor is not producing, and that's probably because there's no other dimension to the offense yeah. at this point. Like Matt Ryan is just like. Five touchdowns, five interceptions for like a thousand yards, I think. Like it's very pedestrian. And like and they're and the the sad thing about it, Frank Wright's offensive mind guy, their defense is really good. Yeah. Like they're like their points against I think is the best in their division or pretty darn close. So like they should be near the better. I mean, they are near the top because it's that division. But like yeah. I, it's, they're technically only one game out, yeah, really. Right. And but. like I I know I'm kinda of talking like it's over for them and it's not mathematically but anything but boy when you're using expected. that eye test yeah they don't look good they at do all. not pass the eye test but another surprising thing for me and it's not not their record um because obviously i kind of expected this but the detroit lions offense just their offense like they are the number one scoring offense they're number one in yards scoring if you would have told me Jared Goff led a number one scoring offense, I would have thought you were talking about the Rams. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's surprising, I guess. 
I mean, I like really who, who I like what, Swift, but he was out la- uh, last right. week. Right, I so like even, yeah, I like Swift. I like their tight end, but even wide receiver, there's a lot of questions there. At least there was, and of course, uh, St. Brown is really stepping Saint up. St. Brown's there. not a question anymore. Yeah, right. right he's, exactly. He's a stud number one. Yeah, exactly. So it's just and it's very well balanced. Passing fifth in passing, sixth in rushing. So it's a well balanced offense. Absolutely, but, man. Their defense, which we'll get into, but. Um, so that so what's was the surprise? Is their offense because just, their record is a surprise, right? Their record of one and three isn't a surprise, but the fact that their offense is the best offense in the league yeah. is a surprise to yeah. me. Um, and then the last thing I have is the Falcons are tied for first place. Um, <laughs> I would not have guessed that they are running the ball like so. I a think madhouse they, and they, they are, and that's what they should be doing, right? And like Mariota is just driving a bus right now, like, right? I mean, it's like. Yeah, I think he's averaged like 185 passing yards a game, or at least it seems like it. And so, like, it's like every, I think there was one game maybe where he threw over 250 yards. But, like, Tampa Bay is kind of doing what I expected them to. Yes. Like, they're not playing that great. And we both said, like, we picked them, or at least I picked them, and I think you did too, out of default to win the South. Like, it was just like, right, well, we I don't picked really them trust the South because we don't any trust any of the teams. But honestly, I, I had the Falcons as the, the worst of the bunch because I thought, I thought we were in this, like, rebuild. You know, obviously they were getting some pieces, some young pieces. You got Drake London, you got... Uh, Kyle Pitts, Who, who's turned into a stud. Right. Oh, Kyle, yeah, Pitts. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is still not quite what he was billed to be, but hopefully he'll get there. But it could also be quarterback play. Um, but yeah, I, I just I didn't because their offense is eighth in scoring. You definitely would not have expected that to be a top ten offense at the beginning of the year. You're right, and, and you're exactly right, and, and you're right. That's a good surprise team. One thing I'll say about Kyle Pitts: tight ends are interesting. They're, first of all. And this almost seems like a dull statement, but very dependent on the quarterback. And when I think about first-round pick tight ends that kind of struggle and then become great, is Greg Olson. Like, Greg Olson drafted in Chicago, and he, like, people were kind of, like, he was putting up numbers, but they weren't, like, first-round numbers. And, like, people were kind of casting him off as, like, a half-bust, like, kind of right. bust. And then he went to Carolina, and then once I got Cam Newton, like, the end of that, and, like, he's and a I think also, tight end. I think a tight end is very more... I feel well, like more to lot, do, more well, to learn. Well, there's more to more to do, more to learn. I also think tight end is very dependent on your your relationship with your quarterback. Like obviously, all of it is like receiver and quarterback, but I feel like tight end even more. Like you're in a more condensed space, you're in the middle of the field, and like think about Tom Brady and Gronkowski. There are plays where Gronk is like back in blocking and then he just like he's like i know i need to go and tom's gonna hit right, me. it's all instinct yeah it's all instinct and it's all this all and that this, takes time yeah exactly it takes time and it takes a good quarterback and you know meshing with that quarterback and all that thing and it's hard to do when you keep having a different quarterback exactly and Mariota's not gonna be there for very long i don't think no so it's like we'll have to go through that again but he's not completely terrible but he's just not what we thought. Like, I mean, they were we were hyping him up as like a generational tight end, right? Well, he was the he was the can't miss pick of the draft right. is what he was billed as, and so far, kind not of right. a miss, yeah. like compared to what they were saying. So now let's just go through let's do it. each division, let's and go go, we're just gonna go from top of the division to the bottom of the division, talk about each team, and kind of hit on some things and talk about where we think they are, where they we think they'll end up. Okay, sounds good. So first off, AFC East, we got. The Miami Dolphins in the spot you thought they'd be in. They are in the spot. However, they have a problem. Yeah. A little, little problem. But do they? I don't know. Like, 
So Tua goes down, and I don't want to get into the... I feel like the concussion protocol has been beaten to death and everything about it. And I know there's people coming out talking about, like, you know, Thursday night games, and but then there's all this data that show, like, there's not as many injuries to Thursday night games. But is that really real data? Because then does it just compound to later, like the next Sunday or the Sunday right. prior. So it's like, you know, cause you don't have enough, like your body needs that time to rest. I don't know the answer to any of those questions. It seems to me the easy, the easy solution to both sides of the Thursday night thing is like, why don't we just have two teams that were in the bye week before yeah. play on Thursday? Like, I don't understand. Like it, like, like give it's me, tough to give do me, at the beginning of the season though. Cause you don't have, buys. well then go. Okay. So you have the first four weeks without a Thursday night game. Like NFL can eat the cost. Like they make tons of money. It's okay. Like yeah, they're never going to eat the cost like, if they don't have to. It's just like, I just, it, everything, I get everything's about money. Like, I don't like what they've done with the Pro Bowl and kind of run that into the ground for the same reasons. Let's just go back to having to be in Hawaii and after the Super Bowl. Four people watch it, great. They're all watching it with their kids. It's a family thing. So, like, it frustrates me. But with that being said, Teddy Bridgewater now steps in as a quarterback in Miami. Like, I mean, he's not a terrible quarterback. Like, no. he's, I mean, like, he stepped into the Saints and went 5 0. Yeah, exactly. I so, I, like, yeah, and the only reason why he really didn't stay in New Orleans is this love affair that Peyton had with Hill. It's really yeah. like, yeah, it's basically why that didn't work out. And so, like, and which has turned out to be absolute big whole nothing burger. <laughs> but, but I like kick Peyton out of the league. No, <laughs> he, like he didn't. He didn't look bad. And I, I just like the. I mean, you still have Hill. You still have Waddle. You still have the defense. You still. Have, a coach who put in a pretty good system yeah. and was doing things. And this is a guy, Tua, that we weren't sold on, right? Like, we being, like, the world wasn't sold on Tua. And then he's going out and putting out huge numbers. So who's to say that Bridgewater can't do the same thing? Right. And, you know, everybody's going to be like, oh, we didn't look that great coming in. Well, yeah, he didn't take the first team he, yeah, reps. Exactly. So once he builds his... should have, but yeah. Right, yeah. That's a, again, we won't beat that dead horse. Um, But really, I mean, they go at the Jets next week. Definitely a winnable game. Great first game for Teddy Bridgewater to come in. Um, although the Jets aren't a slouch anymore. And then they'll be um, at home against the Vikings and the Steelers. So definitely a couple of decent defenses that they'll be facing. But, you know, depending on how long two is out, Teddy Bridgewater can definitely win you some games. And as long as he wins you about 50% of those games, they'll still be in that, at least in the wild card spot, if I, not so still I, in. So one of the things I want to... I'm going to do, when we run down these teams, is like, if I pick them in the division, do I still like them for, to win the division? And for yeah. Miami, I know it's, I know it seems like a stretch because Sue's out, but I still like them to win. Like, I, I, they still strike me as a very complete team. And we'll get to Buffalo next because I'm not sure what's happening. But, like, I, I just, I really like what I've seen with Miami so far, and I don't think Ted, Teddy's that huge. My biggest, the biggest question mark for me, for Teddy, is health. Like, because he's had injury issues. Right. So, like, if he goes down, then I who knows what's happening after that. So that's obviously the big problem, but I'm still going to ride with him. Well, another big problem is the Tua injury bug turns its head again. His size and everything right. is, is it going to be an issue throughout his career? And But we, unfortunately, and I don't want to get all, like, downtrodden or anything, but we don't know what his career looks like right, right. now. Like, we need to see, like, what happens with his injury. Yeah, completely agree. So moving on to... The Buffalo Bills, also 3-1. Um, I had them build at 3-1 at this point in the season. 
they're dealing with a ton of issue, injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but still ranked second in scoring defense, um, second to the 49ers. Josh Allen's look great, but they have got to learn how to run the ball. I, I think it might catch up to them. I think a lot of people were picking Buffalo because you look at the East and you see a bunch of weak teams. Like, I, like I think you had Miami under 500. And, like, and I'm not saying they're not going to finish 500. But, like, but we looked at that. And even the Jets, like you mentioned earlier, and we'll get to that later, like, they're a little bit better than we expected. Yeah. And so, I, like, there's... I, that division is harder. I don't know if the Patriots are where I thought they would be. But the rest of the division is harder. And so I, I, the Bills aren't going to be able to just walk all over teams. So, like, I, like the running games, I mean, I know they like to say that they're screen game, but that's just not – you've got to run the ball, especially later in the year. Like, I, and, and you're playing in Buffalo, like, where it could be windy and snowy. Like, and I know Josh Allen, he can definitely handle those elements. Don't get me wrong. Better than probably all the other quarterbacks in the league, or, like, 90% of them. But, like, it's still, like, man, they are just struggling. Like, Josh Allen is probably their most effective running back. Right, <laughs> and he is. So, I actually have their stats for all their running backs up here. Um, Josh Allen, 30 attempts, 183 yards, averaging 6.1 yards an attempt. Their top rusher is Devin Singletary. He's got 34 attempts, 129 yards, only averaging 3.8 yards an attempt. But what I don't understand is you have Zach Moss averaging 5.3 and James Cook averaging 4.5. Like, why aren't we seeing more of them and a little less of Singletary? And for the last year or two, I've liked Moss more than Singletary. Yes. Devin Singletary has been a boss. Yes. Let's just go ahead and market what he is. Right, and I feel like they're trying to not... They're trying to force it to not be a bust. And it's like, no, just go go with James... You drafted James Cook because Singletary was a bust. <laughs> Pretty much. And Moss is playing better, run, so... Run Moss and Cook. Yeah. Run Moss and Cook, run them... Fifteen apiece, I think, and then you could you could face Singletary completely out. You from here and there for some screens if you'd like, but I mean, really, I you could make them not even be a part of your offense. Right. I mean, point. a one-two punch of Zach Moss and James Cook could end up being very good if you just commit to those two guys. Um, but also, my big thing about this is like you're gonna run Josh Allen into the ground at some point. Like you can't have him passing like forty times a game and running ten. <laughs> it's going to catch up to him, if whether it's this year or later in his career. It's going to catch up to him if you do this every year. You have true. to develop that running game. Like, And not only that, but I understand it's the NFL and keep your foot on the throat of teams. But come on. Some of these games, it's like you could shoot. You could probably take Josh Allen out of the entire game and still win these games. Save your quarterback for the end of the year and for the future of his career. Because you've locked him in. You need him. And it's looking similar to Cam Newton. Cam Newton, run the ball, pass, blah, blah, blah. And then he just aged and fell off a cliff. And beware, Buffalo, you may do the same. That I That's a very good point. I see that same kind of thing. I don't know if that's an issue this year, but I definitely see that that's... I, I think that's a, a fantastic comp, and I definitely see that happening right like i i think josh allen's way more talented than cam newton right but as far as like the way they're running him into the ground it's very much the same he may age very quickly exactly because of that so beware moving on to the jets the jets are in third place who would have thought (laughs) right Uh, i had him oh and four at this point they're two and two um so let's just so the jets have the eighth ranked offense in yards Cool. And they started with Joe Flacco? Like, I mean, dude, Joe Flacco was putting up the yardage. Let's not take it away from him. I mean, you know, I don't like the fact they threw 60 times in opening day. But, you know. 
Right. Put up yardage. But the crazy thing is, is the Jets are ranked eighth in offense and yards, tenth in terms of defense and yards. But as far as scoring, they're only 18th and 25. So they're kind of bad situationally. That's what that tells me. Um, they also are second most in turnovers. Um, and unfortunately, oh, what do those two things point to? Uh, coaching? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, I think, we're, I think this is... And the, the, I don't know how much pressure is on Salah, right? Because we had high expectations for the Jets. Right. But I do think it's something that Jets management should really look out for. It's like... You have players that are playing really well. Like there, there's that offense is talented. Yeah, and, like, and I'll I can get into you, it if you want. You go with the stats. Let's so hear it. yeah, Brees Hall, great. Uh, and that's All the my thing. Fancy they're, team. They're yeah. rookies. Their rookies are playing amazingly. So you have Brees Hall. He's averaging four point seven yards a carry, seven point five yards of reception. Um, Michael Carter, uh, thirty seven attempts, one hundred thirty seven yards. Um, a little less on the yards per carry, three point seven, but um Garrett Wilson has yeah. been great. Twenty receptions, two hundred and fifty five yards, two touchdowns. Uh of course Corey Davis has been playing well, fifteen receptions, two hundred and sixty one yeah, yards. Davis so playing the way we both, wanted Corey Davis. Both of them are on pace to have a thousand yard seasons, and then you have Tyler Conklin and Elijah Moore are on pace for eight hundred yards. Yeah, they're all amending well. that well. Yeah, so uh you kind of s- in a, well, other than the turnover part, you've kind of solved your offensive weapon issue. Like you have the weapons in place now. Like now, coach the, coach sees yeah, turnovers Flacco, out and focus Flacco's on the Flacco's a turnover machine. Yeah, he is. And Zach Wilson so far has been a turnover machine. You hope that's something that he can work out as a rookie. I mean, Peyton Manning rookie year was turnover machine. So hopefully, it's something that gets better. You know, like two and two, right? Like not a lot of people saw that coming. I will say their schedule's not easy coming up. No, so the, especially, especially defense. defense yeah, I was yep. just about to say it was uh-huh. like literally the defensive side of the ball. So they are going to be at home against the Dolphins, and then they're going to be at Green Bay and at Denver. Full rough defense. Denver, to Denver. Play. Like we we'll get to that. We'll team get to later, them in a little bit. But, but Denver, Denver is tough. Yeah, with that Denver, defense. Yeah. And then Patriots one and three. Can we talk? So I have a question for you here, and I'm kind of bringing this out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. Think about the last two seasons and what we've seen with Tom Brady and what we're seeing with the Patriots. How much is Bill Belichick's legacy being tarnished right now? Or is it at all? That's a tough question. I think I think it's one of those things. I think the longer he stays in the league, the more it'll get tarnished. Do you think that's because the league's passed him up? Do we have like a Tom Landry in Dallas in the 80s situation? Yes. I think it's that... And I also think he's becoming too arrogant for his own good. Becoming? It's showing. What was the, uh, I, no, <laughs> man, I can't think of the player's name, but the guy, like, years ago that he didn't start in the Super Bowl, the cornerback, and it was like... Malcolm Butler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, I don't know. But, like, maybe it was Malcolm. I think it was Malcolm yeah. Butler. Because uh, he ended up going to the Titans, and then he ended up coming back to the Patriots, yeah. and everybody's like, why are you going back? He's right. statue. Like, yeah. yeah, so, like, just things like that, like, so, I don't know, becoming, that's a strong word for Well, me. he's always been, like, a tough coach, and he's always been kind of arrogant, but, like, the, the, like, peak of his arrogance is not having an offensive coordinator. Right. But he does have an offensive coordinator, kind of. No. Or offensive. I'm sorry, no. Uh, what do you, what do they call can it? I, can I just say, like, Mac Jones is suffering because of it. Now, obviously, he's injured, so he's out now, but, like, what did everybody say about Mac Jones before coming in the league? Like, what is he? 
He's a smart game manager. Smart game efficient. manager, efficient, accurate, blah, 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 right? All right, so 66%. That's pretty accurate. Um, three total touchdowns, six turnovers. Not, not, good. not exactly. Not, not what, like, I expect, I could see three touchdowns for Mac Jones with like one or two picks. Right. But no, he's got five picks and one fumble lost. This is not, I don't care what version of Mac Jones I thought I would see coming out of college. This is not the version I thought I'd see. But I don't know about that. Like, I, I, like, I'm not sold on Mac Jones. No. Period. So, like, this isn't that shocking to me. Like, I, I could, like, I, like, I, I think the turnover part is shocking to me. I think if you told me that, like, if you told me that Mac Jones, if you tried to argue that Mac Jones wasn't an NFL quarterback level quarterback, I'd probably like listen to you. Like, I wouldn't say like you're right, but I'd be like, you know what? Like, I don't know if he has the physical gifts to be an NFL quarterback. Right, and I I agree, but I thought not seeing him as an NFL quarterback was going to be more. He wouldn't be able to get the yards because he just like. Can't well, throw it down right. That's not like, exactly I, right. So I thought 786 yards, but I didn't think he would have the turnovers that he has. Like I think that's the part that I'm kind of like, man. And he didn't last year, right? Oh well, he did have a great Josh McDaniels yeah, last year. So, <laughs> but they are running the ball well. So there's I mean, that. They kind of do. They always, they always have their do. journey. Which thank goodness because their... I had Damian Harris and uh, Cordell <laughs> Patterson just went down. Um, but. <laughs> But their most targeted receiver is Jacoby Myers. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, and like, why not Aguilar? (laughs) Right, which Aguilar is the next, and he's got the most yards. But the thing that gets me, and this is kind of surprising, coming from a Bill Belichick offense, John Smith and Hunter Henry have done nothing. They have done nothing. Combined 12 receptions, 99 yards in the whole season. So maybe the two tight end thing is not a Belichick thing. Maybe it's a Josh McDaniel thing. Maybe I think that's what we're seeing. That like and, and like you know, and we're gonna get to the AFC West. But like, I you think about that and how this offense and they don't have an offensive coordinator. And I don't know if that's arrogance or I don't know what it is. And Matt Patricia is not an offensive coach. And so, I, you just you look at Josh McDaniels leaving. You look at Brady and what he's done in Tampa Bay. Ah, I, for a long time, thought Belichick was the greatest coach of sport ever seen. I'm questioning that, Travis. I really am. Like, I'm not saying I'm ready to, like, throw his legacy out the window. And maybe it is just as simple as the game has passed him by. Maybe it is. And, like, you don't say Tom Landry because of the Cowboys in the mid-'80s to when Jimmy Johnson got there. You don't say Tom Landry isn't one of the greatest coaches because of that. So I get it. But, man, it's concerning because, like... At least Landry took, like, Danny White to the NFC Championship. Like, he did other things without Roger Staubach. Like, I need to see something happen. Right. And he had Cam Newton, and I get Cam Newton, first of all, was probably overrated most of his career anyway, but and certainly wasn't as prime when he got there. But I think they could have done more there with him and Josh McTown. I, 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 I'm really questioning it now. I really am. I... I think the weird thing with Belichick, and we'll move on after this, but I think the thing with Belichick is I, he, I think he's still a good coach. I wouldn't say a great coach anymore, and I, I don't think it'll, in the long run, like when, you know, it's all said and done, especially if he he has to retire sooner rather than later. He Within can't five say, years. Yeah, he has to. I think to, if he goes more than five years, I think it's really going to hurt. Yeah, but I think the thing that has hurt him is him taking over so much GM responsibilities. They've gotten rid of so many people that they needed to keep. And then they bring in people 
that don't make sense, and they spend all this money on people that don't make sense. Like, you know, everybody was like, Which is oh. weird, because they usually not spend money. Right. And then the one season they spend all this money, everybody's like, oh, man, look at all the people they got. And I'm like, they got Ken- Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Like, who cares? Like, Nelson Aguilar has got less targets than freaking Jacoby Myers. And Kendrick Bourne is nowhere, nowhere on there. Found, yeah, nowhere to be found, as well as the two tight ends that they brought in for so much money. So, like, what are we doing? And then you get rid of your players like J.C. Jackson and, you know... Kyle Van Noy and like all these players that you bring up in your system, like what are you doing? Yeah, I, and that's always and I think that's again we got to move on. But the one last thing I'll say is like the him being too arrogant. Maybe that will end up making him stay too long in the league though. Yeah, because I think he's gonna want to win a Super Bowl without Brady. Yep, and so he might stay on until the Patriots say no. And I don't know if that will ever happen. So it will be very interesting to see what the next yeah. decade brings for him. So you brought up the AFC West earlier, so let's just jump right into it. Kansas City Chiefs leading the shocker, division. yeah, shocker. Uh, three and one. I had them four and zero at this point. Um, so not too far off. Offense is great. Defense is kind of meh, which I feel like has been the Chiefs for the last since Andy Reid's been there. Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes, great year, sixty-six point four percent, ninth in the league, hundred and six yards passing. Did you six see in the him league. against the Bucks? Ah, like what is going on? Like. Talk about like a man among boys. Yeah, just dude. like I mean, he's doing things with just backyard shenanigans. Yeah, and it's just like what in the like? I, like, how do you stop him? Yeah, exactly. And and you know who else? Edwards Lair. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but he. I mean, he is he's just finally being the guy that right, I wanted him to be. Five touchdowns this year already. Four games. Two running. Three passing and then uh isaiah pacheco awesome name Love yes that. it took me for like i had to look up how to pronounce it earlier um but five yards of carry as well and then you have jarek mckinnon who's their third running back he's averaging 4.3 so and mckinnon's always been honestly i think this piece. might be the best rushing game that he's had and that yeah, Holmes has had the entire time he's been i there. absolutely agree and like how do you like how do you stop that until now again defense is the defense but like Playoff time, it's going to be really interesting to see who can match up the Chiefs. Their defense is first against the run, 27th in yards against the pass. There's no surprise there. Right, because their defense is really young, in this, especially in the secondary. Um, LeJerry Sneed, Rashad Fenton, Jalen Watson, and Justin Reed, all 25 and under. Um, So it it might just be a thing where they just have to get some reps in, and at the end of the year, they might It could be, I think, like, you know, Sneed, I would say he's, in my opinion, NFL-level player. Justin Reed, NFL-level player. Fenton, eh, Jalen Watson, probably not. Yeah. Fenton, probably more like a slot corner, like yeah. or depth corner. Uh, Watson, uh, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I feel like there's really not like the Chiefs are. I mean, I they expected them to be this way, defenses. and you were kind of expecting them yeah. to be here. So let's move on to the Chargers. What? What do you heck? like? Two and two. Um, I'm never picking them to do anything ever again. I'm not at really, least not with Stokely. I'm not impressed. Not at all. No, they barely beat the Raiders and the Texans teams who have a total of one win, and then they lost to the Chiefs and were trounced by the Jags. Yeah, and the Justin Jags- Herbert's playing fantastic, just like he does every year. Um, rushing offense is last in yards. Eckler did finally have a good game, but that was against the Texans. So was that Texans or he's back? I don't know. Um, defense not doing much either. 30th in scoring defense, and you have a defense-minded coach. What is going on? 
I think it's uh, we the book's out on Stokely now, right? Like we're we, Staley. So, sorry, say like Brandon Stokely was a wide receiver yeah, for Peyton Manning. Stokely. Whoa, <laughs> maybe we should bring him in. At least he has an offensive mind. I have no idea if he coaches. We're gonna look that up after the show. Right. But Staley. Uh, yeah, I like we're, we know, right? We know what he is at this point. We saw it last year. Did it this year. Okay. Like yes, their number one wide receiver got hurt. But it's not like Herbert's numbers are right. failing. It's so, the defense. And I he's it, a defensive coach. I put in here, I feel like the GM has been going all out on this team. And it isn't amounting to much anyway. What do they do well outside of things related to Herbert? Right. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely zero when you yeah. say things outside related to Herbert. It's all Herbert. And so, and it's weird because Marino had a Hall of Fame coach. But you're looking like the Chargers are just like burning time here. Like yep. we need to figure this out because... And here's the question I'll ask you, and I don't, I'm way too young to talk about legacy and Hall of Fame and all that. But if the Chargers hover around 500 and miss the playoffs, like it looks like they will, but Herbert's like top three in all these stats, like is he even considered an MVP? I don't think, because most valuable player, I feel like most valuable player, you have to be on a winning team. You have to be on a, like one of the winningest teams. In right. The 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 converse to that or inverse to that would be like I would argue that Justin Herbert's definitely the most valuable player in the league because if you took him off the Chargers, they'd have zero wins. <laughs> That's fair. I, yeah, I, that is kind of adverse, and I, yeah, but I don't, but, like, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's how people look at it. I'm just saying I'm being like technical with the terminology, but you're right. That's how voters look at it. They're, usually MVPs are gonna come from winning teams. Like last year, obviously Aaron Rodgers. And the year before, and, Aaron Rodgers. Right. And they're all winning. Right. Like, both right. Years, and, you know. Right. He's going to win over Herbert. He's going to win it over Wilson because he's got a better record. And obviously, he put up numbers. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there's not much consideration for teams that are hovering around 500 or below. Right. Exactly. Next Wilson, team's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, 2-2. Two and two. Uh, 30th in scoring offense. Jeez. Uh, but 5th in scoring defense. So, they, I mean, like, their defense is playing... We talked about Great. defensive coaches leaving kind of that good defense still lingers. And, of course, there's players, right? They have defensive talent. It's not like there's no players there. So the defense is good. I think the defense is what we both expected. I had Denver around the bottom of this division. And uh, I think I had them dead last. They're not. And we'll get to that. But, yeah. like, they're kind of where I thought record-wise. But watching the games is not at all what I thought. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, I'm so confused on what I'm watching when I watch Denver. Outside of Cortland Sutton, everyone's underperforming here. I, I still think Jerry Judy's a bust. I said that in the beginning well, of the year. The funny thing is, Jerry Judy's the only other receiver on the team with more than I 10 I know, he's actually playing well this year. Like, <laughs> comparative to his... Compared, yeah. Compared to his last is, year. Yeah. Or his other years. Like, he is playing better, but... Uh, but he's still not performing to what Jerry... Like, number one... Or not number one, but first-round pick Jerry right. Judy should be performing at. Agreed, and I think at this point, Jerry Judy's just kind of like your deep threat. Like, you, you have him for those plays, and that's kind of what he is. Like, I don't yeah, think he's going to be... Almost a deep threat decoy at this yeah. point. Like, you're not even really using him. Right, and... I, and then the Both their running backs are underperforming. And Melvin Russell Gordon's Wilson, always been kind of overrated, let's be honest. What's that? Melvin Gordon's always been kind of overrated. He has been kind of overrated, but he's dropped down 3.8 yards a carry from 4.5 last year and 4.6 the year before. So, like, there's definitely a drop-off here. There is a drop-off, um, absolutely. And then, of course, Russell Wilson... Lowest completion percentage of his career, lowest quarterback rating of his career. 
touchdown percentage. A lot of things. Yeah. Occur. So touchdown percentage, I find this these kind of stats very interesting. So percentage of pass attempts that are touchdowns, lowest in his career. Um, only has five total touchdowns, four passing, one receiving. He does only have one total turnover, which is one interception. But phew, not what I expected from Wilson at this point. Well, it's it's not what people expected from Wilson, especially with Hackett, right? Like, that's the point. You have, like, an uh, offensive coach compared to Pete Carroll, who's not. And, again, we talk about all these career-low numbers. Again, it's not like he was with an offensive-minded coach that right. was pumping up his numbers. Like, so this is really concerning. I have said on this show, and we've talked off the show, I have no respect for Nathaniel Hackett at this point. So yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. Like, I, like he's not an We've NFL head coach. Yeah. But and I think that's the issue. I think they're going to hover around 500 if they're lucky, and like we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Do, what, do you think they're going to do anything? Not at this point, no. So no lock hard for them? No. I. It's tough because it's still really early in the season. And AFC's so, pretty open lock hard wise. Yeah, it is. And... That's why I love the NFL. I feel like a lot of it's open right now. Like, it there's is. A, there's there's a only one team that's undefeated. Teams, like, and there's only there's no teams that have lost all their games. just the Texans who haven't won. Right. Exactly. Um, so it, it's definitely tough for me because it's, you know, they're both in new places. So maybe at some point they'll gel. Maybe. But as of right now, no. It's not looking good. And speaking of bad coaching... The Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, Who saw this coming? Uh, me. Exactly. I have them at one of three. I have them at one of three at this point. Honestly, I have them ending eight and nine. I think they'll figure out some things at some point because their offense isn't bad. I mean, they're tenth in scoring. Defense uh, is. Josh 23rd. Jacobs looks good. Yeah, Josh Jacobs looks good. Uh, now, again, when we want to go to lowest things in careers, Derek Carr, sixty-one uh, percent. Lowest outside of his rookie year. Interception uh, percentage, the highest in his career. Uh, rating, lowest outside of his rookie year. Uh, still putting up numbers, though. He's ninth in the league in yards. Um, yeah, you know how I feel about that yard summer. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, it doesn't. Six total touchdowns, all passing. Four total turnovers, all interceptions. The thing that's weird to me is the disappearance of Hunter Renfro. Complete, like he's like a like ten, what happened? Ten total receptions, eighty yards. Really, the only thing he's done this year is that fumble in right. the Cardinal game that won the Cardinals the game. That's literally all I can think of. Now, Mac Hollins turned out to be a great pickup. He's got seventeen receptions for two hundred seventy-three yards. Devontae Adams has a ton of receptions, but that's because they're targeting him fifteen times. He's like got the most targets in the league. I'm going to chalk Renfro up to maybe there's just some health things going on there. Like, that's my I, guess. Yeah. Like, I think he's missed a game or some of a game. So, like, I'm just going to guess that he's playing with something. Yeah. Because, like... I hope so, because like, it is... To me, he's a stud. So, like, I... Yeah. Like, I and and Derek would, Carr needs that. And you like, would think with Mac Hollins playing as well as he is and having Devontae Adams just to pull side, coverage, right. like, right. you think he would have... And of course, they have Waller, too. Right. So, so I like, thought... Hunter Renfro was going to have a great year. Yeah, like Wes Walker type, right? Right. him like, just huge Exactly. Year because you can just destroy the middle because you have everything going on the outside. Yeah. And you can just slot it up with Hunter. Like, but that, that's not happening. And maybe that's a coaching. It's either injury, like, there's a health thing going on, or there's a coaching thing going on, or probably the right answer, a little bit of both. Yeah. And I think, like, to me, like, you can think the Raiders are going to figure it out. I don't because I think in order to when teams improve and figure it out, it's because coaching doesn't. I have no faith in Josh McDaniels. Agreed. Got a tough. Uh, they're going at the Chiefs next week, right. so 
rough there. Now, they I do have like, their buy after that. I don't like early buys, though. Early buys are tough. No. They have an early buy, and then they're at home against the Texans, and then at the Saints. So, they could come out of the buy strong. They could. And maybe build up some momentum. Those so we'll teams, see. not great records, but they're competitive. Yeah, I so agree. So, the Rangers can't just not no, you show can't, up. Yeah, you can't sit on them. That's definitely true. So, on to the AFC North. What an interesting division this has been. But we all we knew, like despite our right, predictions, we, we about, knew it was going to be like a one game out kind well, of. Well, you and you had said this ad nauseum at the beginning of the year that this was going to be a, a division where they just beat each other up, and so far, guess what has happened? Yep, uh, Cleveland's leading <laughs> technically, I guess, because of their division record. Um, they are two and two. Um, yeah, so. By the way, Shocker, Nick Chubb, Green Hunt are awesome. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Are they putting up good numbers this year? Yeah. Uh, Brissette is doing Brissette? exactly. Brissette is doing exactly what well, you need. Yeah, exactly. He's Brissette. Yeah. He's doing exactly what you need from a backup. 64.6% completion, 830 yards, five total touchdowns, two turnovers. Defense is playing all right, been battling some injuries. Got some tough games coming up. Yeah, I. We'll see. Their schedule hasn't exactly been super tough. No. Uh, I actually had them undefeated at this point right. in my predictions because of their schedule. Right. So this is where their schedule gets tough, and I think like this is where Percent really like shows that he's a backup. Yeah, I, I don't I'm not expecting Cleveland to stay at I don't know if you are, but I'm not saying expecting Cleveland to stay at the top. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Next, Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of who I expect to rise to the top, um, <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're two and two. I had them three at one at this point. Um, Lamar Jackson's having an MVP season. Yeah, better than his MVP season. I mean, oh, better than him. I'm just making he's having a MVP season, right? But yeah, you're right. It is better than his MVP. Thirteen season. total touchdowns. More 11. touchdowns than a lot of teams in the NFL, by the way. Right. 11 passing, 2 rushing, no fumbles lost, by the way, which is astounding, and then 4 picks. So, like, quarterback ratings, 4th in the league. Now, the thing that's concerning to me is they have the worst pass defense in the league. And that's going to be tough in an AFC. That's going to be tough. That's just tough in the NFL. But the weird thing is, they have the most interceptions. So it's like, maybe we should stop, stop trying to ball hawk and maybe just, like, you know, yeah, it's the, the it's the dick situation in Dallas, right? Like, yeah. don't just jump every ball. Like, let's calm down. Like, let's not like because it's like you either get to pick great or the play goes behind you. Not great. So it's like I'd rather just like play behind and tackle them. Like, let's yeah. not like like we'll get to the commanders later. But that like Ben don't break. But then we're gonna break later defense. But Baltimore, to pretty much what I thought. I mean, health yeah. is a big thing. As yep. long as they stay healthy. Like, we'll probably win the North. The North is so weird. I don't know. I don't really have a prediction on the North right now because it's all the, like, Ravens and Bengals to me are kind of neck and neck, and we'll see what yes. the Steelers do with Pickett. But, I, like, the thing about the Ravens is, like, they've got to figure out this, like, the pass defense, which also goes the next thing I figure out is, like, they have got to keep these leads because this is going to catch up to them. Yes. And they're not going to have a good time. And that's a psychology thing then, too. There'll be some doubting and the Ravens and I'm not I don't want to say that I think that Lamar Jackson's not a clutch player, but we know he hasn't won a playoff game and there it seems like every time I sit down and watch a big Ravens game that's important, 
I just like the stats are there. Everything's there. And I just, I don't, there's no, like, there's not that gear. There's not that, like, I don't know. They just don't win. And sometimes that's a defense thing too. Like their past defenses look like even beyond this, like last year, their past defense just like would be great. And then they play somebody like the chiefs and chiefs are not the chiefs, but they just annihilate them. And so I, I just don't know if that second gear is there for them. Yeah. And like 14 seconds is how long they've trailed all season. They're and they're 2-2, two two. Two, which is insane. <laughs> insane. One of the best stats ever. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm very curious about the matchup this week with them at home against the Bengals. Yeah. Because the Bengals have been on the rise, which will go to the Bengals here. I think that I think that's the game where Burrow's, that might set the pace for the rest of the year. I think Burrow's back. So he's only sacked three times in the last two games. Like That's, that's good. Right. Better than what the first two. <laughs> yeah, that's less than half of each of the previous two games. <laughs> yeah. So, I think, and we talked about that. You know, Burrow was out with appendectomy. Wasn't practicing. Not just not right. playing in the preseason. Not so, he's going to be rusty. With the offensive line, which is has new. a lot of new pieces. So, there's a lot of gelling that had to happen. They're starting to gel. And if they can protect him like they have in the last two games, look at out yeah i agree i so right now if you you know put me in the corner and said you have to pick who's gonna win the i gotta go with the Bengals. i'm gonna go with the Bengals. and i tell you what for for me it's the they have 91 points and they've only given up 70 when you look at the ratios for the rest of the division like and that offense to me is only gonna pick up more but the biggest problem i have the offense and i called it in the beginning of the year mixon's overrated mixon like he's done in my opinion like i think his career is over I know that sounds two point like seven yards per carry. That is rough. That's bad. That's that's porous. Yes, and uh, yeah, and they're not really putting anybody else out there. Like it's like mixing, mixing, mixing. Like, dude, give up on them. Like, I don't. I just trying to think who their even second string running back is right now. But like, the clearly the reason why I don't know is because they're not doing the committee thing that a lot of teams do now anyway. So even if you thought Mixon was a stud, it's nice to like, you know, we like they pay the Cowboys pay Elliot tons of money, but you still got Pollard in there getting carries. So there's a huge like problem. And I think that could catch up with them. Now I still think the division's gonna beat themselves up. And so I think Burrow's good enough that maybe he can carry without yeah, like Piron, right? Like, oh, I feel really stupid for not knowing that. But, like, when Piron's your backup, like, running back, and every time he'd go in there, he also has done nothing. And they throw him the ball because they think he's a receiving running back, and he Which drops him no half sense. the time. Right, he's not a receiving running back. So, yeah, like, I, I can't believe I didn't realize it was Piron. But, yeah, like, I, I Piron's Piron, like, he is not but, good. But the thing is, is he's averaging 4.4 yards a carry. So, at this rate, you might as well start him. Right. Like, see what happens. Yeah, because two point seven, man, that's rough. So we 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 see that might we be the worst running backs three point five. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you got, you're not even at three. Yeah, that's oh yeah. Tough. And that D look good. Uh, the defense for the Bengals look good against Miami's speedy, high powered offense. So I'm with you. The D's if, there. If you, that's the thing. That you, defense is gonna what? The defense and Joe Burrow. I think yeah, is what keeps because I mean Joe Burrow. Him. Now that he's being protected, five hundred sixty-two yards in the last two games, five touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, I'm good with that. And I feel like if he doesn't get sacked, that's going to happen a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I definitely... I, I, I agree. When I was going through this, I think Bengals... If you, you know, if you had to make me pick right now, I'd go Bengals, and I'd say they're going to make another run. 
they're gonna get they're gonna win they, at least that, one or two playoff games. It's very possible. Um, now Eric, what is going on with your Steelers, man? I made a lot of good surprising picks this year. Steelers, not one of them. I'll say this though: I'm not ready to give up. Not ready to give up. Ugh. There's I a few reasons. Out. There's a few reasons. I believed you. I changed my prediction because what? you made me a believer. One reason I'm not giving up is Mike Tomlin, right? Same reason as, like, it's Mike Tomlin. Right. He seems to figure out it hasn't happened yet, but I'm still going to give him time. The other reason, even, I don't even fully agree with it, is that we're moving on quarterback now. I don't know if that's the right decision, but, and Pickett did throw two interceptions. Three. Two interceptions, no fumble off. I'm not counting that last interception. That's bold. That, that we need to like change. All right, like that's not an interception. Now I will actually say so. He was ten of 13, 120 yards, had three picks. Now both his first picks were deflected by his teammates, right? And the last pick was a Harry Larry throw. But I think that's the problem with them is like weapon wise, right? Like, and then Honestly, Harris Claypool has been not good this right? year. No. Because that, that first that first interception was clearly in his hands, and that's a play that you expect Claypool to make. He did not make it, and it went right into the Jets' hands. I don't think Claypool's a number one. I think he has to have someone pull off the coverage. Like he is just he could be a good number two, even a number three. But like I don't think Claypool's a number one. Right now, I have like what I said. And I don't know if Najee from, Harris is number one running back. No, he's not. I I don't even I don't even think that's a question. I don't know. I know he's not. Um. <laughs> I think he could be a really good part of a group of a right. running back committee. He could be a perfect piece in a committee. Yeah. But especially in today's NFL, he is not that no. style of running back. No. Like unless the only kind of bruiser you can be is if you're Derrick Henry, you could still but you have, pass everything. Yeah, you have breakaway speed with yeah. that bruiser, and Harris does not have that. No, not at all. And but back to what we were talking about with the receivers, I like I like what I've seen from Pickens. He had a breakout game last game. With six receptions, 102 yards, to Fryermuth has been awesome. Like he's been yeah, the, the like bright spot right? of the team. Um, and Which, Johnson's been pretty good. 23 receptions, 207 yards. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think Claypool is the biggest concern here, and I, I hope to see more Pickens. Really, is what I think needs to happen. I think I think we'll see more Pickens. I mean, I, I think with Pickett, as much I'm, I I don't want to say that I'm not sold. I mean, he's, like we don't know. Yeah, I think Pickett opens up your playbook, though. I think, I think with them, they just don't like. Trubisky has a lot of qualities. One thing he doesn't is he's not going to launch a ball down the field, right? So, like, I think, like, I think Pickett can. I think it's going to open a playbook. I think a lot of it might even just be more, uh, uh, just what people and I can't think of the word, but like what people think of rather than reality with Trubisky and Pickens. But for whatever reason, Pickens is going to open up the playbook and so we'll see what happens yeah but i'm not ready now, to jump off the bandwagon only because that north is just beating each other up anyway they got a rough stretch of games coming up though they do have a rough well they'll, they'll beat the bucks will they yeah they'll beat the bucks they'll they'll at the bills I at home think, against the bucks i think they'll the compete against Dolphins. the bills and lose by one possession i think they'll beat the bucks and we'll see with the dolphins i think the dolphins is, to me that's a coin flip I'm still there with I mean, I'm still there with you. You are still there. I'm out. Um, as far as that's concerned, I think they. I can think they can still get a walk on. <sighs> oh, right. speaking of bold predictions at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So Who's we go from one that was wrong. South? Now we go to one that was right. So Eric, I'll let you take this away in all your glory. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars lead the AFC South. 
And why do they leave the AFC South? Because of Doug Peterson. Because they actually know how to use the players on their football team. Isn't that amazing? Like, that's phenomenal. But, but uh, like, I'm, jo- you know, I'm like, you and Jess and both, like, I'm joking. But it's all true, right? Like, Doug, Doug Peterson is the reason why they're doing what they're doing. Right. So, uh, I'm going to step right in here and help you out here with this. So, we talked about the Jets earlier where they were, like, top, you know, in yardage but not in scoring. Jacksonville is the exact opposite. So, they're 20th in offensive yards, 14th in defensive yards. Sixth in offensive scoring, fourth in defensive scoring. This is a coaching stat. Yes. Period. Right. It's and and especially when you have a young quarterback. That's even more so. Right? Because it's not like you can say, oh, well, it's Brady making like the decisions in the red zone or Russell Wilson making great decisions. Like, no, this is a like super and I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is garbage. He's not. But I'm just saying, like, he's a young quarterback. So to have those stats and the lack of yardage and then the offensive scoring, and then Christian Kirk like, he's kind of being the Christian Kirk that they paid for, I guess. Yeah, I know. I was like, going to say, I actually had that Christian Kirk. We all kind of thought, like, wow, overpaid. But currently 10th in the league with 327 yards, 20 receptions, 3 touchdowns. Yeah, Not doing pretty well. The, the thing is, Lawrence, he, turnovers. Yeah. But he's a second-year quarterback. With a good coach, right? So I think that's... I'm not that concerned about it. And again, I didn't pick the Jaguars to win. Remember, I didn't pick them to win the division. I just picked them for a wild card. And even you thought that was ridiculous. So I was picking right. them for a wild card. So even now, not, if I, I still... I don't know. It's between For me, it's between them and the Titans for the division. We'll see. But I, I'm not going to be shocked if they win the division. No, I wouldn't at this point. Especially at this point. Because my thing is, is... And usually with like... With a coach where they have to do that much of a culture swing. Yeah. Like from a huge culture yeah, swing. Like I thought it was going to take time, but they're already in first place. And, and I mean, it helps that they're in the division they're in. Of course. But yeah. All right. They're not four now. Like let's, let's right. be real. They're two and two. But it's a good two and two. And they've looked good. And they beat the Chargers. Now the Chargers have their own issues. Right. But they beat the Chargers. I mean, really the worst game was the first game against the Commanders. Yeah. And like if, if the team... That the Jaguars are now play the Commanders. The Commanders have no chance. Oh, not yeah, especially with the way the Commanders are now. Right, that's what I mean. Um, and then really like they're at home against the Texans, at the Colts. Right, and they get some division games. The Giants, and then so. the Giants, like, well, who would have thought the battle of the wild card teams that I picked right there? <laughs> yeah, Jaguars I'm sure you'll be tuned future, into that game. Future Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> so Tennessee Titans two and two. Uh, King Henry is back. Yeah, um, it's about time. Yeah, right. Uh, against the Raiders two weeks ago, 20 attempts, 85 yards, 4.25 yards to carry. Um, five. They've included him in the passing game, which I thought was kind of interesting. Five receptions, 58 yards. He's got one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown in both the last two games. Of course, Indianapolis, 22 rushes, 114 yards. Defense is struggling, though. Ranked 25th in scoring, 26th in yards. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I we kind of looked at that defense as taking a step back from last year, right? I like I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised they're taking a step back. I think I'm surprised they're that bottom. that much of a step back. Yeah, um, agreed. I, to me, they're kind of where I thought. Like I picked them out of. Uh, wait, no, I didn't pick the Titans. Well, I feel like I should have, but I did not pick the Titans win division no. because I was sold on the fake Frank Reich Kool Aid, which we we'll get to next. Yep. But like. Uh, the to me right now, I think I don't think there's a debate or a question. I think it's either Titans or Jaguars. Yeah, as of right now, and it definitely helps. What I really I feel that with the Titans, 
it's going to be all dependent on Henry this year. I think it's it's obviously, and he has to stay healthy too. Obviously, I think it's dependent on Henry. I think it's also dependent on Vrabel fixing the defense. I trust that yes. he can do that, and so because of that, like I'm okay with thinking they're going to win. And honestly, it might but, help with Henry being back to help the defense. Like, like I'm ready might... to watch some Titans Jaguars football games. Like yeah. those might be some good games. Well, you have to wait a little bit because they're at Commanders. Probably going to win that game. Um, then they have a bye, and then two division games, but not. Yeah, not, so, not there yet. Uh, at home against the Colts, and then at the Texans. So the Colts, one, two, and one. I actually the had them one and three at this point. So they're right. actually better so, than I had them at this point. Right. And you did not have them win it. I don't remember who did you have one in the division. I had them winning the division. Okay, all right. So you had them slow starting, but coming back up. So right. what do you think? <sighs> Defense is ranked thirteenth in scoring, sixth yeah. in yards. Defense decent. Good. Offense 32nd in scoring. That, I think the thing that kind of, Matt Ryan is turning the ball over way too much and way more than I thought he would. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think Matt Ryan's not prone to mistake, but Can I throw something out there, though? I think the problem is he's not being protected. And I think when you got a guy like Matt Ryan, who's getting older, and he's not mobile, so what's going to happen when you're getting brought here? They're going to get sacked? Or are you going to throw the ball up? Right, exactly. I think that's the issue. Yeah. But to me, like, that's kind of some coaching issues, too, with, like, let's get the ball out of his hands and figure that out. And, like, I feel like Frank Reich should be good at that. I am not, like, we talk about defensive coaches having bad defenses. I mean, we have an offensive coach that has 30 seconds scoring. That is not good. Like, you are an offensive dude. Like, I don't care who's playing on your team. And the thing is, Jonathan Taylor... What we know and what all the fantasy players said is that he's the best player in the league, right? So, what like what is happening? Right, uh, and he's honestly, my thing is is like what happened to the offensive line? Like when I think of the Colts, like I think you know Quentin Nelson and like that right. offensive line, and it's just not there. So, uh, talk about Jonathan Taylor, completely two different games. So the first two games, he had forty attempts, two hundred fifteen yards, averaging five point four yards per carry. That's what we thought he would be. Yeah. Last two games, forty-one attempts, same amount of attempts, only one hundred thirteen yards. But that's 2. because 8 you have no passing game. game, right? Right. So then you, you're just honing in on Taylor. Yep. And I'm not going to let Jonathan Taylor beat me. Matt Ryan, can you beat me? And the answer to that question so far has been no. Yep. Exactly. And got a tough, got a tough schedule coming up. I mean, Broncos, they're at the Broncos. Titans. The Broncos defense. Blocks. No, the Broncos defense is. I mean, we're talking about 15 sacks so far for Matt Ryan this year. <sighs> that's going to go up next week against the Broncos, that's for so sure. So we got so so I picked the Titans. No, I'm sorry. I keep saying that. I picked the Colts to win the division. But last podcast we did, we got a fiery debate about the Titans and Colts. We and did. I was really stuck when the Titans are better than the Colts, and you were not at all. How are you on that argument oh, right now? Man. What do you think about that? It's are you rough. still think the Colts are going to be better than the Titans at the end of the year? I... It's rough. It's definitely rough. I, I think the thing that kind of... So you're not as adamant about it as you were too. No, I think the thing that kind of screwed me is, like, I wasn't sure that Henry was going to come back. Right. I like, get I, that. And so, like, the last two games, I'm like, well, crap, he's back. So, like, but I think it's all contingent on him. So... I, I agree. And I think it could be the same thing, like, right? It's that different than last year, where it was, you know, because obviously he was out for so long, and they still were in the number one seed. Right. But now they had A.J. Brown. Right. So that's a huge difference, too. Right. And... Um. Yeah. So I just I want to say I still believe in the Colts, and I still like. I feel like Frank Reich has always been a later in the season coach. 
he always kind of starts out slow. So I, there's a part of me that wants to think, but maybe Matt Ryan's just. Well, I, I think the thing is, the thing that shocks me is like we talked about the offensive line. Like if they can't figure that out. They're screwed. And Ryan is at the point of career. If you can't protect him, he's worthless. Right. Like, Completely it, agree. Right. I mean, it's the same. Like, Brady, well, honestly, it's the same way. I, I mean, feel like was Ryan ever the quarterback that could have no. a bad offensive no, line? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. But that, certainly not now. Right. Exactly. And it, I mean, if your offensive line is doing so bad that they, they can't even let Taylor get some yardage, like, it's not good. Speaking of not good, Houston Texans, uh, 0 3 and 1. Only team without a win. Only team without a win. Damian like Pierce looks really good. Yeah, that's so literally. I was just. That's all I got. I was like, I really, I like the running back. I still kind of like Mills. That's really all I got. Not shocked by them. Pretty much what I expected. I think. Boom. I think what we can say right. Uh, Damian Pierce. I got the name right. Right. Yeah. Uh, he is he old? No. Right. David Mills is he old? Nope. Right. So I think like they're three this year. Are they going to do anything? Absolutely not. But. We should like if you're a Texans fan, honestly, and I, I know this is hard to say because you don't have a win, but you should actually like what you're seeing. Yeah. Like they're they're they have a court here. I actually really like David Mills. Yeah, like he's got the thing to me is like the uh kind of just the smartness of his play and just like his awareness. Like I yes. really really like him. Yes. and like and and Damian Pierre, I mean, he looks legit. So like. I'm excited to see what they do. Like they can build around this core in the future. They're not going to do anything at all this year. Like I'm right. telling you that right now. They're not. They're not going to figure out. Like they might be competitive at the end of the year, but they're not going to go to the playoffs. Not going to do anything great. But man, watch out in the next few years. Right. Exactly. And I I definitely agree. It's one of those things where we had talked about it. Where you know they have they're kind of in that spot where the dolphins were like they accumulated picks with the Deshaun Watson trade and That's they exactly got, right. they, they got their cap into a thing where in the next couple of years, they're going to have some cap space. So if you can find that core with a quarterback and a running back and you can build around it, they have the, they have the tools to do that in the next couple and of years. The thing is like, and I, this kind of sounds mean, but like David Mills isn't a high draft pick. I don't know that he's going to put up juggernaut numbers so even if you have to give them a contract it won't be that team beating contract like, right and so like i think they're not the first one maybe right. the second maybe, one. maybe the second one but not the first one and they're gonna be in a really good place in like two years yeah and speaking of being in a good place let's go on the nfc east and the who's in a good place right now eagles four and oh uh best all-around team in the nfc yeah who had them in the nfc championship yeah i think that was, was you yeah still looking good i i'd still like them and the, i'd like them to win the east I assume you do too. I don't. Yes. There's no reason to think otherwise. And I like I, to me. I think if we're going to talk about surprises, because I was on, and you know, when he came to Lee, I was not a Jalen Hurts fan, but I'm. I was sold on him watching the end of last year. To me, what's surprising is how dominant the defense has been, especially. And I knew that they had really good lines on both sides of the ball, but man, that defense has been like why. Well, I- just, Honestly, the pickups, Hassan Reddick, three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. James Bradbury has been back to form. Right. But again, he's not being asked to be the number one guy because you exactly have Darius right. Slay. Um, so I, both, God, I love Darius Slay. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Fun which Darius Slay, two interceptions. And, you know, of course, you got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and TJ Edwards all with two sacks. And you got Josh Sweat with two and a half. So they're just coming from every angle. 
They are. On that and, and they're line. going from every angle in every way, right? Like, their offense is the same way. Like, yeah. they, got, they got Miles Aarons. They got they ball, like they're running the ball. They got A.J. Brown is just like you and said. And because A.J. Brown. Super AJ, yeah. a, Superman A.J. Brown. Since he's done that, Devontae Smith is exactly. being better. Dallas Goddard is being better. Like, every, right. all three of those on pace for at least a 1,000-yard season. Obviously, A.J. Brown could eclipse more so, than that. So, aside from health, which we never want to predict, do you really see anything slowing the scene down? No. I right. really do. I, I don't either, especially in the NFC. Right. Um, so moving on, Dallas Cowboys three and one. This is interesting to me. When we talk about surprises, this might be a uh, everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" If Dallas should have won the East and blah 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 blah, and like, but I, I don't. I'm surprised at three and one. To be honest with you, like I like yes, Cooper Rush. They're going in there, and I get they're definitely playing a more balanced game, and I appreciate that. But Cooper Rush is making good throws, making good decisions. They're giving him uh, audibles and the line of scrimmage. Like he's able to like make changes and do things that you usually don't do with a backup quarterback that's only been there for a few years. So like he's playing really well. I really wish I don't wish because I'm not a Cowboys fan. But if I was, I would really want them to start give Pollard more carries than Elliott. Yes. To me, that's so easy, and I get like money. Who cares? Oh my! It's just like to me, it's. I don't even want to talk about, but Noah Brown, I mean, Cooper Rush and him, like, they're just best friends. They must be going out to dinner every night or something. Right. Like, oh, and, what's going on? And the thing about Cooper Rush is, like, yeah, their offense currently points in scoring their 27th and yards, their 26th, but their defense, third in scoring, seventh in yards. So what do you do with that? Well, you are first in turnovers. Yeah. So you have the least exactly. amount of turnovers, only two all season. By the way, one by Prescott. Which is interception by Prescott and one fumble loss by Dalton uh, Schultz, so and that's me. it. How many interceptions Cooper Rush has? Uh, zip. How many fumbles? Zip. And seven hundred thirty-seven. I mean, that I could you ask for more? No. And then I we you asked two weeks ago. There was a quarterback controversy, and I said no because of money, and I still think that that. But boy, is it going to be awkward if Dak Prescott go out there and I, they lose? Yes, I've thought that. It's going to be really weird. Yeah. Like I, especially if he turns the ball over. Right. If he does exactly the opposite. Because that's the thing. Is like, And Dak could come out and put up like 400 yards, but have three picks. And lose the game. And lose the game. And it's like, what would you rather have? Right. Well, everybody said, like, I've argued there was that year before he signed the big contract where he went, he put up gargantuan numbers and then got hurt. But there were one and four. Yeah. And somebody told me, Hey, I guess he proved that he's worth being paid. And I said, no, they're one and four. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not that. Well, that, I don't want to hear any of that. If I'm going to pay you more than any other quarterback, you got to figure out how to win football games. Right. Because it's going to be all on you if we're paying you that big contract. Because, yeah, because soon you're going to lose players, which they've already started doing, which is why we expect a drop off. And honestly, I'm a little surprised that their defense didn't drop off as much, losing like Randy Gregory Correct. and all that kind of stuff. But they're playing. But Micah well, Parsons, Parsons is basically eight players. <laughs> He's eight players Insane. in one. So. so moving on, Eric, you want to take this one away as well? Three and one. Who would have thought? New York Giants. New York football Giants. I said they're what? Listen, this is the one though. And like, obviously, I'm. Uh, it looks like I'm really wrong about the Steelers. But this is the one. Where afterwards, and I, but I still f- felt good about it. But man, I, you know, you start like everybody else around the country. You know, you watch all the big channels and all the big shows, and everybody's like power rankings. Everybody had them bottom five, bottom five, bottom five. Like everybody, and it was like, man, like what? And again, to me, it's coaching, and it's the same situation as Jacksonville. 
And that's what's happening. And I don't understand why people can't see that. Like, are the Giants going to go to the playoffs? I don't know. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? No. But they're a lot better football team than anybody else except for me thought they'd be. Yeah. And, but and Saquon Barkley, holy crap. I think it's all it's Saquon all, Barkley. It's all health, right? Yeah. For Barkley. Because Daniel Jones is not really playing particularly well. No. He's playing pretty much what we've seen from Daniel Jones. Yeah. To me, I, I actually think Barkley needs to run him more. Like, yeah. I actually think they need to run more. If they run more, and that's never really been Dibble's, like, strong point, because in Buffalo, no running game, but they need to run the ball more, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, Saquon Barkley, 570 total scrimmage yards, only player in the league with over 500, and he's 70 over that. Yeah. So, again. That's if, the thing. It, he's catching on, the ball. Right. If Depending on what they do at the end of, the, you know, where they are at the end of the season, you got to put Barkley into the MVP I conversation. Agree. I absolutely agree. Definitely got some tough tests coming up. They're at Green Bay. They'll be at home against Baltimore, and then at Jacksonville. So, I tough all stretch of games, really but, tough games. But yeah, I think but, their games they won't get blown will, out on. No, they won't. And and we'll talk about the Packers in a little bit. But you know, Packers haven't been really blowing the doors off anybody either. Ravens are letting people come back, right? And and we're still not totally sold on what Jags do all the right, way around. Exactly. Some games they come out really good. Some. All right, so we got to go to our team. I guess they're our team. Are they our team? I, I kind of like the Jaguars. Yeah, like, yeah. Or the uh, Eagles, maybe. <laughs> not the so Eagles. the Commanders. Yeah. What are they actually commanding, by the way? Like, last place, I guess. They're in command of last place. I don't. So, I don't want to go where what they're commanding. Yeah, I could go so many ways with what they're commanding. I think there's a lot of issues. I think for me, it's coaching. I think the coordinators are terrible. I think Ron Rivera is a good leader, a good motivator, and a good character person. I don't, and I've always thought this about yes. Ron Rivera. I don't know that he's a good X's and O's. In fact, I know he's not a good X's and yeah. O's guy. He rode Cam Newton's highs and lows, and maybe you could say Cam Newton rode his like they did it together. Yeah. That's fine, great. But Ron Rivera to me is not an NFL caliber head coach, and certainly their coordinators at this point in their careers, uh, Scott Turner never was. He's just here because of his dad. But Jack Del Rio is like. It's the game has passed them up. Yeah. And the game has passed up Ron Rivera. Offensive line is the worst it's been under Ron Rivera. Wentz has been sacked 17 times. He leads the league. Can I... I that's Wentz, though. Wentz has always right, been sacked. But, but he extends plays. But that when you be watch extended. those games, though, he's there are times where he's getting like. Murdered. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's getting murdered right out of the box. But there but are definitely back some to sacks. Your coaching he... thing. John Dotson only has 12 receptions. He leads the league in passing touchdowns. Oh, by the way. If we had good coaching, and I still think even now, rookie of the year. Yeah. Hey, he's still got four touchdowns. He's tied with Stevon Diggs with touchdowns in the league, and he's only got 12 receptions, and a third of them are touchdowns. Yeah. What are we doing? But tons of questions about coaching. Uh, it's time to be done with Gibson. Agreed. As a running back. 3.3 well, yards per carry. Starting. Yeah. Honestly, he's better than the past game. J.D. McKissick Which, I mean, is a running receiver, better. So. Jonathan Williams is who we probably John, should be. Jonathan Williams actually should be the starter. In my opinion, yeah, he's the best that's, running that's back. That's why I bolded him in my notes here. Six attempts, yeah. 54 yards, nine yards per carry. Has a long of 23, so you even take that out. He's still at 6.2 yards per carry. Honestly, hell, at this point, bring back Jarrett Patterson if Robinson isn't ready yet. Whatever. I mean, but if you, like, Robinson's going to be ready super soon. If it's not yeah. this week, it's next week, right? You run, I think if you run out Jonathan Williams and Brian Robinson... You have the best run game you had all year. Right. And then use McKissick and uh, Gibson in the pass game. Right. 
Like you can run them both out and two run two backs. Right, exactly. Like it matter. Two back set. Two, two that, yeah. And uh, but I, honestly, I think the biggest disappointment with Washington is their defensive front. Is it disappointing though? We saw this last year. Well, I just mean like last year and this year. Oh, okay. So you're like, I just three. like I'm compiling it all together. Okay, like that's fair. Yeah. Outside of Allen and maybe Payne. I mean, Payne's good really... for two things, right? He swats the ball and he's good in the running game. Right. Like he's not a sad guy. Like no. to me, he does his job. Right. Right. Like Payne doesn't have to be the best. Like he to me. You know, it would be great, and I feel like we thought this was the case, it'd be great if Payne was the fourth worst person on the defensive line. Right. Like, that's what it should be. Yeah. But it, Sweat's Sweat a bust. is, yeah, complete boss. Zero sacks, one tackle for loss in all four he, games. I mean, I have not seen him at all. And, like, another thing that gets me is, like, Derek Forrest has the second most tackles on the team. He's not even built as a starter. No. And he's, he's a, in, in all ways manageable, in my opinion, better football player than Bobby McCain. And Cam Curl, I think, is just injury. He like I love Cam Curl. He is right. not healthy. He is no. not one hundred percent. He is not himself. And by the way, games coming up not looking good at home against the Titans. Loss at the Bears. Meh. And then Maybe. at home against Packers. Loss. Yeah. Um. So moving on to the NFC West, we got this. The NFC West. <laughs> I mean, you you be more excited about this, right? This is the NFC West. Sorry, I was just so depressed about the, the commanders, commanders that like what that was a, a bad transition. But the NFC West is exciting, actually. What a division! Yeah. Like they're they all got the same record. All right, all got the same record. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers doing what the San Francisco 49ers do. Defense is number one. Jimmy G is not turning the ball over. That's really all they got to do. And this is what. And honestly, Jimmy G hasn't looked that great, but he's also kind of getting reacclimated with everybody because yeah. he was not in preseason. He was not practicing with but like anybody. like you said, he hasn't looked great, but he hasn't looked terrible. But he's and also getting better every week. So it's like yep. he's showing improvement each week, and I just think this is the team. Like, I feel like this is the same team that wins the Super Bowl. And I honestly, agree. the NFC is kind of not a at a great team point. So where the team like this could go to the Super Bowl? Right, exactly. Outside of the Eagles. Like, right. I feel like their biggest obstacle right now is going to be the Eagles. I agree. I agree with you. I think if you give I know they all got the same record. I don't I did not trust the Rams at all. I don't know why I picked them other than I just wasn't I wanted to give Lance a year and of course that doesn't matter now, but I wanted to give Trey Lance a year and I I should have went with my gut cuz I know the 49ers defense is there. But right now I'm definitely saying it's a 49ers division. Yeah, I agree. Rams What is going on? Their offense Honestly, it's our offensive line. Yeah, and that's always been the thing with McVay. When that line is great, best coach of all time. When that line isn't great, mediocre. Stafford sacks 16 times. He has 17.7% completion percentage, which is kind of insane because he's got six interceptions, which which (laughs) leads the NFL. Yeah. So he's second in completion percentage, but also number one in interceptions, which is just odd. Doesn't that technically mean he's probably number one in like catch percentage? (laughs) I don't know because Geno Smith's so high in percentage. Uh, (laughs) Well, and actually, right now Kenny Pickett's number one because he's a hundred percent because every pass that was not completed was intercepted. Um, That's kind of a good sign. Yes, they were reflections. But honestly, the thing that gets me is like the. Complete non-factor that Allen Robinson's been nine receptions, ninety-five yards. Even Skoranek has more than that. Is Allen Robinson just? I I feel like Allen Robinson to me is like a name guy. Like, where's his production ever actually been? Like, honestly, like I, I, I like, and everyone's like, "Oh, who was throwing to him?" And I get it, but like, 
I'm not a fan. I've never really been a fan. Like you, everybody was on the Robinson to the Rams bandwagon, and like, I th- like, and even when he had the big season in Jacksonville, he had Hearns on the other side. And I know Hearns isn't doing anything without him, but like, they were kind of like doing stuff together. Yeah, they were definitely good. Like one two punch there. Um, I don't know. I feel like Allen Robinson had a couple better seasons than what you're thinking. I'm actually looking it up right now. Um, looking up his stats and everything. So, I mean, you look in Chicago, he had 2,000 yard seasons, yard seasons there in 19 and 20. Yeah. But now, obviously, his best, obviously, his best year was the year in Jacksonville you're talking about, 1,400 yards. Of course. And that's him and Hearns. And they, like, right. And I'm not taking that year away from him at all. Right. But you had some kind of injury issue, and injury's always been kind of a, th- or not always, but has been a thing with them. And then, you know, I, I'm seeing three good seasons here out of a what eight year career. Yeah, yeah, three good seasons. I mean, he had two good in Chicago, and then last year was kind of fall of year. Had injury issues, and of course, all the quarterback. And I get it. That quarterback play has been an issue for Allen Robinson, so maybe that's the reason why you think oh, he's going to be great because now he's got Stafford. But that, he's not in this offense, right? Yeah, and maybe that's a coaching thing. I have no idea. I, I have no idea if this is Allen Robinson not being good. If we're just not fig- if they're just not figuring out how to put him in the game, I have no clue. But it, he's not there right and now. And also the Rams, no running, no running game at all. They have no run over twenty yards nope. right now. And Cam Akers three point one yards per carry. Honestly, Henderson's a little bit better. We're kind of seeing why Cam Akers still. wasn't being given carries. Right, exactly. The longest play of the season for them is a thirty two yard pass to Skoranek. And who would have thought Sean McVay Stafford team? That only that's what we're and saying I, right now. That's their only play over thirty yards. Like that's insane to me. So does Obviously, that get better? I I don't know. Like I I thought this was going to be like like I said I thought it was going to be like a magical year like Stafford and McVay the like second year together, second year together like it was just going to be this insane thing. But whew, man, it's rough. They were missing Wentworth. I yeah. think is what it is. Yeah, and, and to me, for Wentworth, right? That's not even just a skill thing. That's the leader, right? right. Like, and that's right. That's exactly. A huge loss. Oh yeah. Because I, honestly, I feel like the leadership thing is kind of the problem right now. I agree uh, completely. And uh, speaking about leaders, <laughs> <laughs> leadership problems, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they're two and two. That means they're tied for first. Do they have a chance to finish first in the NFC West this year? No, no, not at all. I mean, Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray's putting up numbers. Um, honestly, Marquise Brown actually have a way better year. I feel like. That's one of those weird things where, like, they kind of both won that trade. Like, because he really is playing way better with the Cardinals than he ever did with the Ravens. But the Ravens are doing just fine. Yeah, I think it's a system thing, right? Like, yeah. the, like he just didn't really fit in what the Ravens do. He definitely fits in everything the Cardinals do. Yeah. Uh, James Conner's struggling a little bit. But, you know, Benjamin's kind of picking up the slack there um, as far as running. But offense 14th in scoring. Defense is 28th. Defense. So, it's brutal. Yeah. Defense is brutal. I don't see it getting any better. I don't, I don't, outside of maybe the Seahawks, I don't think they're going to do, they're going to be third or fourth in this division. I'm yeah, not completely be agree. Else. And it's one of those things where even their wins, like the first half, they completely get blown out and then they just it, come Murray, back against Kyler Murray. Just, yeah, Kyler Murray just plays hero ball and just kind of like plays off script and right. wins. But like, like Russell Wilson, honestly, like, win. you know, the whole thing with the film study at the beginning of the year. Looking very true. Yeah, that's, like, you're right. Like very true. Um, on to the Seahawks, two and two as well. Um, uh, 
top 10 offense in terms of yards. Geno Smith playing great football. Rashad Penny, you mentioned earlier. We kind of already hit on all this here. Um, but Rashad Penny, 49th in attempts, uh, or 49 attempts, 23rd in the league, but 12th in yards, 292. Six, That's a pretty good Six yards stat. per carry, uh, 7th in the league, 4th amongst running backs. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. For a guy that we didn't think was much of an offensive coach. Right. And I, I'm telling you right now, I actually think Seattle is a better team than Arizona. I... Like, I, like, like just from playing. Like, I'm not talking about talent or anything. Just watching the four games that we've seen, to me, Seahawks are a better team than the Cardinals. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. So, moving on to the NFC North. So far, you got it right. right so far, and this is exactly what I expected, right? That Kirk Cousins is going to be terrible in prime time, and he was, but they're still going to have the best record in the North. So far, yeah. it's literally been everything I've said. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins is done, right, after this year? I, I want to have this conversation. I No, I don't think he is. I don't think he's done, and I'll tell you why. I think there's a lot of poor quarterback play in the league, and I yeah. think he's going to go fight it off somewhere with, like, you know, maybe it's Pittsburgh, maybe, who knows, like, he's going to go well, is he done in fight. Minnesota? Oh, he's done in Minnesota, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, just, I thought you meant he's on his career. But yeah, no, he's got some life, I think. They should have crushed the Saints in that game. Yeah. They should have. He got I outplayed agree. by Andy Dalton in that game. He I'm did. sorry. He did. But he did. If Will Lutz knows how to make a field goal, they win. Right, exactly. And he gave them no chance against the Eagles. No, it's that prime time thing, right? Yep, prime and that time. Game, like, uh, like, yeah, he, he looked like Kirk Cousins in prime time. Yeah. Um, Green Bay Packers, 3-1. Looked ugly, looks ugly, but they're three and one. That's how the Green Bay does it, right? Like I'm not surprised by anything that we've seen. Actually, I think the Except biggest maybe su- the turnovers. Yes, I was just about to say. Like the biggest surprise to me is Aaron Rodgers has more turnovers this year I than he did last year. That's a problem. Yeah, like that because that's a huge, gigantic part of his game. And by the way, I'm not talking about at this point know, last I year. I'm talking all about of all year. of last year. He had four picks last year. He's got three picks and two fumbles lost. He had no fumbles and lost. And at least I'm not, but we're not talking about him as an MVP. Not, not at all. I mean, he's 18th in yards. He's um, tied for 10th in touchdown. Like, it's just not not a great season for him. Now, obviously, lose Devontae Adams. He's got to build some rapport with some of these yeah, and I think young he, guys. And you can see that getting better. I think the one thing as a Packer fan you want to take away that's good is that, that running game. Yeah, so Jared Jones, 6.8 yards per carry. Jeez. And I think they hit right on the rookie. Right, and and Dobbs, so, and that's what I was going to say. So, like, you're seeing what you want to see. Dobbs has been getting more targets. He's been getting, he got eight in each of the last two games. Um, And right now he's actually their leading receiver, 19 receptions, 184 yards. So that's what you want to see. They need to work in Watson. Ever since he (laughs) dropped that pass in that first play, Aaron Rodgers has not gone back to him. No. And honestly, no. what, he had a end around for a touchdown in the last game? Looks like he's got the speed. And, yeah, he dropped the ball. It was Minnesota. It was week one. First play of the drive. He's from a small school. It might happen. Just get go back to him. Because, really, I think your season's going to be contingent on him becoming a star. Yeah, I mean, you got to have something else there. Like I said, at least they have the running game. We'll see with them. I Again, I'd like them as a team that might make some noise in the postseason, but I still think they'll finish second to Minnesota in the regular season. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm kind of agreeing with you, but they're also taking the trajectory that I thought they would at this point. So, um, Chicago Bears, 2-2. Two and two. Uh, 
tiny bit of a surprise. I think they're playing a little bit better than I expected, but they're not. Uh, competition hasn't been fantastic, and they're kind of squeaking out games. Yeah, Justin and Fields. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like what I see with Justin Fields. And the thing is, is I I actually like Justin Fields. I don't like the offense. Like, I, I mean, their passing game is just bad. Only one receiver over 100 yards on the season. That's Darnell Mooney. He has only eight receptions, 121 yards. But outside of him, it's a bunch of castoffs. You got Byron Pringle, Ryan Griffin, Dante Pettis. I like, didn't even realize Dante Pettis is still in the league. Right, like, until he dropped the pass. And then I was like, oh, wow, no wonder. But I feel so bad. I, like, I feel really bad for You're Justin right. Fields. Like, I, I I say that based on what we're seeing. But you're right. Like, if you, he is nothing. Like, I like I, I like, like Mooney. Is a running back. Well, yeah, so and like, I like the run. The running, I lo- the running game's amazing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, and I think they're using it correctly. You would think that like they would give Montgomery more carries, but they have learned that Herbert's the guy right now. So, right. like, good, go go with him. And then like, and I I said this in the beginning of the year. I really liked Arnold Mooney, but they have nothing else. Yeah, and Fields is also running for his life. Sixteen sacks in four games, tied for second behind the Commanders, tied with the Bengals and Rams. And the the alarming part for the sixteen sacks for Fields is that he's not throwing the ball. Is that he's only attempted 67 passes all year. Uh, lowest in the league by a long shot. Next lowest is Atlanta at 97. League average is 138. So not passing the ball. So the sack percentage is 19.3. So almost one in every five dropbacks he's getting sacked. That is insane. That is insane. The next closest team is the Giants with 11.5. Yeah, that's not a good number. And those are the only two that have over 10%. Yeah, that's not a good number. No. I, that's, so that's how do you expect Fields to do anything when he's getting killed one every five plays and has nobody You know what's unfortunate, though? To to. When we see young quarterbacks that are being treated like this, they don't ever really bounce back. Like that's... You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> what's that? Jason Campbell. Yeah, a little bit. Because I, I really like Jason Campbell. Me too. I and when he Jason. went to the Raiders, he was like, what, 6-3? and three? Yeah. And then he went down with injuries. And then and never really came. Career. Yeah, right. like, but he became injury prone because we let him get killed in Washington. So, man, I feel really bad for Fields in this situation. And it's so weird because their running game is so good. But, man, he's getting killed. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, because everybody just wants to say you have a good offensive line or you have a bad offensive line. That's not the case with the Bears. They have a really good running Run, offensive yep. line, but boy, passing wise, and that's also what you get when you don't have an offensive head coach. And I get that you had Nagy in there, and Nagy obviously wasn't the answer. But man, like they got to figure something out on that offense. Yeah, they're, they're not going anywhere this year. And speaking of not going anywhere, uh, Detroit Lions one and three. I had them at one and three. Not shocked. I'm shocked by their offense and how good they are. Um, but honestly, I think this is. This is kind of what you would want to see from the Lions. Like, if you're a Lions fan. Is it? I think you'd be excited. You've solved the side of the ball. Okay. Like, what does it get you at the end of the day? It gets you a plan. All right. You solve the side of the ball. So, next year, focus on your defense. Just, you can dive deep in your entire offseason on your defense because your offense is good. Okay. I, maybe. But I it's... It's struggling. Like, that defense is just really, really poor. Oh, yeah. The defense like, is horrible. I think they're, but... I, I think they're uh, 13 to 14 pieces away to being a good defense. Like, that, that's what it's, the Lions Yeah. Are. But, honestly, if, if your offense is solved and you don't have to really do anything in your offense, 
And that's the thing. It's young. So, you know, the, right. way, the money thing's not really there. So, I mean, you can figure that all out with the golf. That's why you get golf. He's not the super high big quarterback. So, you can, fi- at least compared to the cap. So, you can figure that all the money piece out for the defense. Hopefully, that's what they do. Uh, we'll see. But this year is nothing for them. Yeah. So, I think the South is interesting. We're coming up South on the NFC is, South. Yeah, NFC South is very interesting. I'm not, I don't know about you, but I'm not as sure as I was me or the Buccaneers are going to win this division. I'm not saying I'm saying they're not. I'm just saying I'm not as sure. I agree to an extent, but I'm going to, I'm still going to go with, no, you know, I disagree. I, I'm going to go with, okay. yeah, because I just, I don't really believe in anybody else. So, Tampa Bay, 2-2. Two and two. I had them at 1-3 at, at this point. Um, they're 16th in scoring on offense, 25th in yards. Yes, Tom Brady is kind of not... And honestly, I say Tom Brady hasn't looked good, but he actually... I mean, he looks like Tom Brady. 68.4 completion percentage, 1,058 yards, ranked 8th in the league. Six touchdowns, one interception, two fumbles lost. That's a little worrisome. But, like, their offense, they're scoring you know, more than their yardage. So that tells me good situational football, which go figure Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Of course. Um, but they've been battling wide receiver issues. Like, they have. and so it's one of those things where I think the offense yards thing is going to come with the receivers kind of getting healthy, getting Godwin back. And so careers have been destroyed by people calling Tom Brady done. Right. Or I'm doing it right now. I'm drawing the line in the sand. And saying that this is only going to get worse as we go. I think what we're seeing now is the best part of Tom Brady's season. And I think he's going to completely fall off. Ooh. You know why? A few reasons. One. Personal life. He doesn't look good. Two. He's getting a divorce. Yeah. That sucks. And I, I just like there's there's a lot. I, I just. You look. It's funny. You're like, oh, Brady's not struggling. You see stats. You know how I feel about stats. If I'm watching the football game, I'm not seeing what I want from Tom Brady. Right. I'm just not seeing it. I, don't, I can't explain it. I don't know. I just don't like what I'm seeing, and I only think it's going to get worse. I think it's going to get worse. I think the Falcons are going to get better. I think you have two teams in two different trajectories. You have a team that's ascending old and a team and, that's descending. And descending, and you have a team that's very young and ascending. And I'm not super sold in the Falcons. I'm not saying the Falcons are going to be like they're going to win 13 games. Like I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying they're going to win more games than Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I don't know that that number is going to be that high. All right. That's where I'm at with that. Well, let's go to the Atlanta Falcons since we're talking about them. Offense, eighth in scoring. Rushing tack has been great, ranked fourth in the league. Cordero Patterson got injured. Um, But 58 attempts, 340 yards, 5.9 yards per carry. Talk about somebody who found found his place. Yes, agreed. As well. Um, uh, Somebody who's been all over both the field and the NFL. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, he's still billed as a wide receiver, which he's not. He's He's a running back He's a full-time running back. But even their backup running backs, uh, Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley, both averaging over five five yards per carry. So, you know, if Cordell Patterson comes back, like, he'll he'll have good relief there. Mario does fun watch, but... I think he's barely serviceable at this point. Five I agree. total touchdowns, seven total turnovers. He, he's, he's a turnover I, machine, but he always kind of has been. He has been. I, he To me, he's not an NFL-level starter. I think he's a good backup that you want to put in and stuff. I still... I was just about to say, you still calling for a Ritter? I still think it's Ritter time. I, I want to see it. I think they'll be... 
more exciting to watch, and I think the offense will be better, and I think Ritter will turn the ball over less. Like, I think all those things will be true. And like, like, do you think it'll be like kind of a Cooper Rush situation where it's like you may not get as many yards? That's exactly which honestly not even that many as it is. No, but and he's not going to run. Like Ritter's right. not going to run. But like, you kind of don't need him to. Exactly, you're, you're run, a, you have a good rushing attack. So exactly right. Let your rushing attack be the rushing. I think attack it will be a lot like Cooper Rush, and I think that might even change the way they call plays sometimes too. And like, which is what we've seen with Dallas and Cooper Rush. But like, I I want to see it. I, I just. I still think there's a chance, even if they kept Mariota all year, that they would beat Tampa Bay. But I'm more inclined to think that if they put Desmond Ryder in there. Okay, I like very Desmond interesting. Ryder. Their defense has some work to do, though. It, it has some work to do. They're not great. I don't like... Other than Tampa Bay, whose defense is great in that division. But, like, it's well, yeah, not great. I mean, Tampa Bay is definitely great. I mean, they're, like, what, yeah, top five, I think, course. is what I have them. Uh, but, yeah. Defense fifth in scoring for... Uh, I think Tampa with Atlanta Bay. and this style of their style of football and the current NFL style of football, honestly, a 25th scoring defense is enough if your offense is good. I mean, if the Lions had a 25 right. scoring defense, they'd probably be first in the North. Yeah. <laughs> so on to the Carolina Panthers. Can we, we make this a really short one? Like, um, honestly, like the same thing we've been we saying all year. Fire Matt Rule. Yeah, it, we're done. It's over. The t- like Baker Mayfield's Baker worst Mayfield. statistical season. Honestly, the only good thing for them is McCaffrey's been healthy and playing well, so and it's will, been wasted. I will do one. I will say one thing. I will drag this out by saying one thing. At this point, in my opinion, season said you're firing Matt Rule. Do you see if you can trade Christian McCaffrey and try to get some? I think you do. I I, I understand that the NFL is not like baseball and you don't, you know, we don't do a whole lot of like, you know, trade deadlines and trade star players as their contract. And I don't know where he is on his contract, but as their contract, I know that that's not how football works usually. But at this point, the way they look, McCaffrey's playing great and he's healthy, which is not always true. But if he's looking healthy right now, there are teams that would trade. Running backs actually are struggling. Like, I look at my well, fantasy league. People are really struggling trying to find running backs. Honestly, think about teams that go out and do trades like that. The Rams. Right. Yeah, and who you, needs a running back? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Rams are, like, honestly, that was the first team that came to mind. Could I, you imagine what Sean McVay could do with McCaffrey? I tell you what, if if the Rams do that, I'm going to change my point. Not <laughs> right, like, and but that's the thing about the Rams; they might, they, right. They're going to make a move that's at true. some point this year, probably. and this could be it. Yeah, I, I really think if I'm the Panthers, you're, you're the season's over. You're done with Matt Rule. You, you, Baker Mayfield probably isn't the answer. You're really going to reboot your whole franchise, right? So sell McCaffrey for some picks and let's start the reboot now. Yeah, I I fully agree with that. And then on to the Saints. They need to invest in quarterback. Yeah, they do. They, they have like I really like their wide receiver talent. Chris Olave has been awesome. Twenty-one receptions, three hundred thirty-five yards. Um, ninth in the league. Of course, Thomas is Thomas. He seems to be fine. Landry is a perfect slot guy. Um, they're actually ninth in offense yard, but dead last in turnovers. Um, Kamara's been battling injuries, which hasn't helped. Honestly, Andy Dalton might be a better option at this point. Then Winston, yeah. I mean, Winston, I think we can, can we just stop with the, well, he threw 40 touchdowns when he threw, for, like, if he cuts down the mistakes, he'll be a great quarterback. Okay, well, if Josh McDaniels wasn't a dumbass, he'd be a good head coach. Like, you, you can't, like, take 
you can't change who the player is. Right. Like, I mean, of course, there's coaching. I get that. Well, like, you, it's but, like saying Kirk Cousins would be great if he could play in prime, prime time. time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's just like, like Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. Like, uh, we all, well, maybe not podcast listeners, but everybody knows me knows how I feel about Andy Dalton. But he's a better serviceable option. I mean, he's in that Mariota level to me. He's a high-end backup that can start some games. But, like, neither of them are the future of the Saints. Right. And they're burning, like you said, they're like, other than teams like the Chargers that are burning their good quarterback, they're burning their weapon time. And Kamara, I mean, well, with his injuries. That, but their defense as well. Defense is second, or excuse me, 12th in yards, but 20th in scoring. But that 20th in scoring is because of these turnovers. The bad position. Right, right. The field position. And honestly, and like that. Taysom Hill's a weapon. Maybe they should use him more? Well, it's like, I that to me boggles my mind. They went to him being his ultimate weapon, right? Right. And then he's the starting quarterback. He failed at that, so now he's just not there. Right. What? Why can't we go back to but, him being the weapon? But yeah, he's had 12 rush attempts, 116 yards, 9.7 yards per carry, two touchdowns. So Use him more? Use him more. Especially since who's hurt? Right. Like, wait, you might as well just make him your full-time, like, do the Cordell, Cordell Patterson thing and just make him your full-time running back. Right, exactly. Okay, at least, well, not, maybe not full-time, but at least while Kamara's out. Yeah, while Kamara's out. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mark Ingram's doing perfectly fine, serviceable, yeah, you know, 4.4 yards per carry, but... Mark Ingram's being Mark Ingram. Right. But Taysom Hill, like, throw him out as a tight end. Throw him, you know, like... Do it, the make things him... you were doing before you played him as a quarterback. Right. I hate he's not... when teams do that. Yeah. Like, he's not a quarterback. Stop it. But go back to the weapon. I don't understand that. It, it right. makes no sense to And me. the thing is, is when they do go back to him as a weapon, he's succeeding. So it's like... Why? And maybe that's Why? because it's not happening and people aren't predicting it and I get, like, you can scout right. it. Okay, when they prove they can stop him, great. Stop using it. But they haven't done that yet. Right, exactly. So keep go to the well until it's dry. Um, but, yeah, so that is the NFL in a nutshell. How, how do you want to wrap this up all with, like, a little tiny bow? Do you want to... Are we gonna like change Super Bowl predictions? Yeah, nah, I think that'd be a little too much this early. But any drastic change you want to make that you predicted that you're like I'm. I, I know the criticism is going to be the Steelers pick, right? Like that's the one. But I, I just I'm gonna ride it out only for now. We'll we'll revisit halfway through the season. But right. I, I want to say now, just because that division is to me, nobody's running away with it, right? So it's still very competitive. Uh, to me, uh, the one thing is like I'm for now on, like just hit me over the head next time I pick the Chargers to do anything good. Yeah, and at same least for unless me they have the a good head coach. Yeah, and same <laughs> with the Colts. I agree. I agree with that myself too because we both did that. Well, you're still doing it. You're still doing it. Actually. Yeah, you're I know. I am still doing it. I'm still having. I'm telling you, that's how we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up by me saying that the Titans and Jaguars, by the way, are going to finish with better record than the Indianapolis Colts. All right, and. I think my my major change will be uh, I'm going to pick the 49ers to win the division on that one. Yeah, and I would so, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, unless the Rams get Christian McCaffrey, right, right, right. Well, <laughs> as of right now, with the way the teams are, 49ers are going to take that division. So I hope you have a, have a great weekend. Enjoy some football tonight and the rest of the weekend. Thanks for coming back and joining us again. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked. Please subscribe, follow, please share with your friends. Keep listening. Tune in next week. If you didn't like it, act like it never happened. Move along. We totally understand. Have a great weekend.